Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy. Let's begin the message today. God's heartbeat is missions. What do I mean by this? So let's look at the first definition of the word mission. This word is without the letter S at the end. And what it means is a cause, an aim, a purpose. So all of us here have a mission in life, a mission even in your company, in your job, in your family. You should have a cause, you should have an aim or a purpose. If you don't, you should find one because it's important to live a life of mission. Somebody say amen. But when you put a letter S at the back of this word mission, in the church, we recognize it as mission that is cross-cultural. Meaning to say that you still have an aim, you still have a purpose, you still have a cause, but you are ready to do it outside your comfort zone. That's what the next slide says. Reaching others different from us or than us, outside of our own culture, of our own comfort zone. This is very important. This is really God's heartbeat. Not our heartbeat, God's heartbeat. And my prayer towards the end of this time with you uh, this morning is that God's heartbeat will become ours. Now, Jesus also had a mission. And His mission was to seek and save the lost. Am I right? But He also did missions because He had to come out of His comfort zone to do that. Think about it for a moment. Heaven is a beautiful place. Don't you think so? How many of you want to be there one day? Of course, of course. And Jesus has already bought us the ticket through His blood. Amen. We will be one day with God in heaven. And I think it's a beautiful place, you know. I think it's, it's, a, it's a place that's filled with fragrance that is probably more beautiful than any fragrant perfume, cologne that you can ever find on the face of the earth. I think it's all the colognes added together. I think it's all the flowers added together. I think it's all the perfume added together. I think it's, it's beautiful. It's going to be great. And this is the place where Jesus was. At the right hand of the Father, enjoying the Father's fellowship and, and presence. And then the Father says, you got to go. you got to go because there are people on earth that needs you, that needs salvation. And salvation can only come through Jesus. Acts chapter 4 verse 12 says that, in no other name but the name of Jesus. No other name under heaven by which we must be saved but Jesus. Jesus had to leave this beautiful place called heaven, to go down to a place called earth, which was filled with sin. And it was smelly because of sin. Compared to heaven, it was definitely cross-cultural. So Jesus had a mission. And He also did missions. And if He didn't do missions, we would not be here this morning. Now, some of us know the word missions, but we spell it differently. We spell it M-E-S-S-I-O-N-S. Because we recognize that missions is all about me. And this is very natural. This is human beings. We look at a photograph, we want to look for ourselves first. You know, we sit down for a meal and we're hungry. We don't care whether other people's meals have come we will go for it. 
um, we are, this is just human nature, or should I say the fallen nature of human beings. This is just who we are. We think about our family first. We think about our children first. We think about our spouses first. We think about our house first. We think about the convenience, you know. I know some people, even after a while, uh, didn't want to come to DVCC anymore because we didn't have touch and go. And so the lining up to pay, I know it's very inconvenient, right? But people will start thinking about wh whether I should go and the result of my decision usually is based on whether it will help my comfort and my convenience. This is human nature, okay? So we hear the same word, missions, but usually we spell it M-E. What's in it for me? What's in it for mine or my own or my family or just me, myself and I? But Matthew 28, 19, before Jesus went up to heaven, he messed us up <laughs> with a scripture. Life was never to be the same again because of Matthew 28, 19. The Bible says, Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. These are the words of Jesus. He did not say stay put and be comfortable. He says go out and make disciples of all nations. Now, the definition of nations is not countries. It's not Malaysia, Singapore, Indonesia, you know, and the different countries in Africa, etc. It's ethne. And ethnicity comes from that word, word ethne. Uh, it's people groups, Chinese, Indian, uh, Malay, and so on and so forth. People groups. God's heart is for people. And He says, I want you to go out and make disciples of all. Not some, but all people. His heart is for people. Different kinds of people with different kinds of skin color and different languages and different cultures. If you believe it, say amen. Alright. I'm trying to build you a case. Some of you know that I'm a lawyer by training. So I'm trying to build my case up for you to see is it true or not that God's heart beat. His heart beats with missions all the time. So let's begin with Acts 1.8. The Bible says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Hallelujah. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. It's not just Jerusalem, but Judea, Samaria and to the end of the earth. Now Jerusalem means our world. The world we live in means our culture, means our language, means our comfort zone. And we are also to love our Jerusalem. We are also to pray for our Jerusalem. We are also to reach our Jerusalem. We are also to love and feed and reach our Jerusalem. Very important. Jerusalem is also included. But the Word of God says, and also Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. So that's the Word of Jesus given to the church as he was taken up to heaven. 
So really, these are like his last words on earth. Ah. Now we look at Acts 8.1. Acts 8.1 has this to say. Now Saul was consenting to his death. Who died? Stephen. Stephen, the first martyr as far as we can see in the New Testament. Saul was consenting to his death. And that time, at that time, a great persecution arose. Against who? Against who? Why did God allow it? I thought he loved his church. I thought he would protect his church. I thought he gives his church peace. But he allowed persecution to arise against his church that he loves so much. Why? This church was at Jerusalem. And as a result of that persecution, they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea, Samaria, except the apostles. So Acts 8.1, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, after seven chapters, we now only see Judea and Samaria. Because for seven chapters, Acts 1.8, is Acts chapter 1, of course, Acts 1.8 is Acts chapter 1. We all, are you all still with me? Because I'm, I'm going to do some mathematics with you now, right now. And now we are reading Acts 8.1. Acts 1.8, Acts 8.1. How many chapters? Seven. Seven chapters have passed. And we have not heard Judea and Samaria for seven chapters. God's heart is not our heart. His ways are not our ways. But he was so patient to wait for seven chapters before he did anything. He's not into persecuting us. He's not into making our lives painful or suffer. But his heart, although he loves you and me, is more than just you and me. His heart is more than just our comfort. But he's so good that he waits seven chapters. You know what seven chapters could mean? Seven months? It could mean seven years. It could mean 17 years. He's very patient. He's very patient. And then he allows now persecution for one purpose only. And that is that his will be done. And his will is not just Jerusalem, but Judea and Samaria and the end of the earth. Are you all still with me? God loves us too much to allow persecution to come our way, but He will allow it if we aren't moving. If we are overly comfortable where we are and we're not thinking about other people outside of us. Are you all seeing with me? This is very important to catch. So God allows the persecution and what happens as a result is the people of God get scattered. And now the scattering mentions the name Judea and Samaria. But still it says, except the apostles. Before I close, I will tell you why. That even the apostles weren't moving. And sometimes you can be a great leader like an apostle and still get something wrong. I agree. I will be the first to admit that even though I can be the founding senior pastor of X Church and all this that Ali just mentioned earlier, I can still, you know, sometimes just miss it because of my own fears because of my own focus, which may not be completely right, we can confess our sins and say, Lord, forgive us and get us back on the right track. 
seven chapters until we saw Judea and Samaria mentioned. So I would say this to you as a gentle, loving warning. That if we don't live Acts 1.8, then prepare for Acts 8.1. Is that easy to remember? Easy to remember? If we are not living Acts 1.8, then be prepared. I said, I didn't say God will definitely do it tomorrow. I said, be prepared for Acts 8.1 because God's will will be done. If we want to do it God's way, we want to do God's will. Somebody say amen. It's very important. Doing God's, doing God's will and doing it God's way. Let me just pause for a moment here, you know, and, and just speak to you about that because I'm very passionate about this. See, this is called X Church, and God has a way to do X Church. <clears throat> and God told me how to do X Church. And so when I follow His design and His way, the church prospers. And every time you seek to do God's will, God's way, you will also prosper. I guarantee you it. So we are now 50 churches in 10 nations. When once upon a time, 23 years ago, we were only three people in one venue. Three people in one venue. 23 years ago. 23 years later, by the grace of God, we are where we are. I give God all the glory. But listen, I'm talking about doing it God's will. Well, doing God's will, I should say, doing God's way. So there are many times I can get ahead of myself. I can get too smart for God. I can get overly creative and say, oh, I, I, I want to do it this other way because this other church down the road is doing that way. Uh, you know, I, I read the latest book and the latest book said you must do it this way. And this other thing, you know, about pivoting this and pivoting that and why don't you change it according to the modern day? Why don't you turn off all the lights because many churches are turning off all their lights during worship so that you can feel better in worship? Well, I don't mind that. If God told them to do it, then let them be answerable to God. But God never told me to do that. In fact, God said to me, let the people be used to the light. So turn on more lights because we got to get used to the light because heaven ain't going to be dark. Heaven ain't going to be dark because God is not dark. He's light. And by the time you step into heaven, you go, oh, so bright. He says, give me some shades, Peter. Okay, everybody still with me? So, when God told me to plan ex Kamuning, where I live, I only had one thing in mind. I said, God, the way I started X Subang is the way I'm going to start X KK because you never told me to do it differently. And so I dress the same. I have the same spirit, the same... I, I, I train the leaders the same. And because you do it God's will, God's way, it went from 14 people to 140 in seven months. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. 60% of them are new. Our worship team, also 60% new. Our ushers, you know, all going with that, that number. By the grace of God. Last week, it was 167. And new people are because you know why? I don't build God's church according to Kenneth Chin's design. It's got to be God's will, God's way. I'm telling you right now, if you do it God's will, God's way, you will prosper. I'm going to show it to you in a minute. But I thought I, I want to say that to you. So let's not be overly clever. Let's not be overly creative. Let's be faithful. God's design. You know, even the ark had a design. God was so specific. 
and the temple had the design. God was so specific. His ark of the specific, specific. My design. God says, my design. Isaiah 55, I think it's verse 8 and 9. My thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your ways, says the Lord. For as high as the heavens are from the earth, so are my ways than your ways and my thoughts. You've got to remember that. And so I don't seek to be too clever for Jesus. I just, God, tell me. Tell me how to do it. You, you, you have the blueprint of church plan. I don't even have to read it from a book. I read it from your book. Amen. And I, and I depend on the Holy Spirit. Alright, everybody okay? This can apply to your own family, your marriage. Okay, don't be too clever and say, oh, I, I read all these books on marriage. and I, No, no, no. Read the, read the book first. Read the book. Do it His way. I know some people don't even like the word submit. Some women will, oh, it melt already. Wives submit to you. Ah! Because you can't take it, right? Because the world has, has made that word a bad word, an ugly word. And then husband love your wives. Ah! You know? What does that mean? Flowers every day? Well, if you have to. I heard a joke recently, you know. Uh, my wife told me I never buy her flowers. I said, I never knew you sell flowers. Anyway, some of you will catch it later. Acts 8, 4 to 5 says, Therefore those who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. Alright. Hey, for seven chapters, no movement. You know why people don't move? Not just about church, huh? about life, about whatever it is that you are having to make decisions about. It's because of success. Someone said before, the question was this, no? and I, I didn't answer it correctly when I, first, I was first asked the question. Kenneth, what's the greatest test a man or woman can go through? So I thought to myself, wow, okay. Uh, you know, I was thinking about all the temptations. I was thinking about all the failures. I was thinking about all the sad things. And uh, I answered about three, and the person said, no. Kenneth is success. The greatest test for mankind is success. That's the only reason uh, why we don't fulfill pledges and vows. Oh Lord, help me! You know, exam on Monday, Sunday, haven't studied all the chapters. So, you have learned to pray. All other times, forgot to pray. But you will pray now because exams, Monday. Sunday, you heard from your friend, chapters, 24, 25, and 26 are coming out. See, I haven't even got there yet. I studied all the way to 21. It's coming out. I found out. And so, you are now on your knees. Suddenly, you got tongues. Help me, Lord! And then, you thought you would add in a promise. God, if you... I'm not even asking for a, for a yay. I remember how my friend told me uh, how to spell banana in Tamil. B-A-N-A-N-A. So, it's not even a yay. You know, it was an Indian guy that told me that. So, it's a funny guy. B-A-N-A. It's not a yay. God, don't even have to give me a yay. Just give me a pass. And I will serve you forever. I will serve you forever. I will never miss a single Sunday. Just give me a pass. Come on, God. You can do this. You can part the Red Sea. 
if you can do anything, Lord, do it for me. God, I will serve you. God, I will give to you. God, I will, you know, never be late for church. Right? It's not bad times that are the greatest test. No? In fact, our bad times make you pray more. Bad times make you say many promises and vows. And it is when things are really good, huh? you forget you said the vow. You forget you said I'll come earlier. You forget. They're great. So, I must tell you, even though the apostles started very rough in Jerusalem, they prospered. Peter's first message, huh? 3,000, hello? Three I want, I hope, you know, that it, it will happen again. The next time I preach, 3,000 get saved. Oh, I want that. You want or not? Yes, I want. 3,000 souls. Peter, so successful, no? Boom, 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 comes the word. 3,000 hands go up. I can imagine now, last night when I said, uh, how many hands you know, will be raised up for salvation? I counted about 10. Yeah, that was last night. 3,000, no. Cannot count already. Yeah, some saying, look, I'm counting, Catholic, sorry. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, never mind, don't count. Cannot count already. Count later. 3,000. They found 3,000. So 3,000, immediately the church grew to 3,000. From 120 to 3,000. Talk about church growth. Huh? The next one, 5,000. And so, they, although they started rough, they had success. And when you are successful, you stay, you see. You stay. You forgot Judea and Samaria and the end of the earth. We forget. Ladies and gentlemen, come on, let's all be honest. We forget. We forget the last pledge. We told God, God, if you, if you, if you, I will. I will. And God did His part and we didn't do ours because it's not so kanchong anymore. It's not so exciting anymore. It's not so pressurizing anymore. We're not so tempted anymore. You know, it's, times are good. And so we forget. And uh, the Lord allows another opportunity for us uh, in the form of obstacles to pray like we've never prayed before again. Acts 8.1, the persecution happened. They were all scattered. And within three verses, four verses, it says Philip. There's a new name now. Philip. Not the apostle's name. The apostle's name are not mentioned. It's now a new name, Philip. And Philip goes down to the city of Samaria and preach Christ to them. And if you read Acts 8, you will find that Philip was so successful because the Bible actually says the whole city went to hear him preach. And he healed the sick. He did miracles. And Samaria got to hear the gospel. Listen, for seven chapters, no Judea, no Samaria, and now because we do it God's way, we do God's will, his way, you get results in three verses. Because it's God's heart. And when you do things on God's heart, He will bless you. You think He want to wait seven chapters for one soul, man? He already died on the cross. I went back to heaven. Now He says, go and make disciples, right? He wants people saved every day. He wants disciples to be made. So that's why even after 50 church plants around the world, 10 nations, and, and, and over 3,000 uh, people that call their uh, uh, call X Church their home. Why in the world should I leave here, DVCC, until some of you have to, you know, now uh, give me a long introduction like I was a guest speaker? Because we understand God's heart and God doesn't want us to stay put 
in a place for too long. Some of us are called, yeah, for longer than others. Maybe some are called 20 years there, 30 years. But, but listen, you must always be willing. Keep your heart soft, like clay in the potter's hand so that he can continue to mold us. Don't be hard. Because you know, when you're hard in your heart and you are a, a fixed vessel, he will take it. If he wants to remold you, he will break it. He will break your heart. Uh, and, and so you go like, wow, is God so cruel? No, no he's not. It's out of love that he does that. Not just only love for you because he knows that you will die if you continue this way. But he also loves others. So that's why me and my wife go back to a place of restart. Ladies and gentlemen, I think I told you the story, right? There were times I cried, you know, because I know like it's Korean drama. Okay, and, uh, and, and you know, I, 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 I know you know this, but, but I'll tell you anyway just in case people didn't, never heard it. Uh, we went early in the morning uh, to set up. You know, this was uh, back in like a year ago. And, and, and there were, you know, the, the other musicians were late. And this is, of course, you know, sometimes, I, sometimes the flesh just comes in. Like, I, you know, Pastor Kenneth Chin, founding senior pastor, all my, all my faithful people, uh, or all the other churches, and, 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 and anyone would have come to help me carry. But now there's no one. And so I had to carry. And you know, I sweat very easily. They call me Putra Lilin. Prince of the candle, is that right? I just, I just melt. And so I, I had to go to El Kota morning early in the morning with a t-shirt because I would be drenched by the time I move instruments. He said, Pastor Kenneth, people don't do this. The CEOs of the world, when they have built big corporations, they sit on top in their air conditioning penthouse and they order people around. You deserve that because you have built this. But no, 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 hold on a minute. God built it, number one. Number two, I'm his servant. Number three, I go wherever he sends me. And so, you see, you see what God is doing uh, is he constantly wants our heart to be soft and at a place where he can continue to do new things with us. So now it's 167. Uh, I, I, I'm believing that by the end of this uh, year, it will hit 200. Uh, what we do every Sunday uh, in our prayer time is we ask our people to lay hands on every seat. Lord, this empty seat, let it not be empty anymore. My friend, my neighbor, my father who's not yet Christian, bring my mom here, Lord. You know, we pray like that. We pray. And this is how we used to do it. Do you know all these chairs, uh, once upon a time, was bought by students and young working adults who had no money? I asked them, uh, buy one seat for yourself. The church had no money. You remember this? So we didn't have money to buy. So we asked, okay, Joy, buy one, but don't forget, it's not just your seat. Uh, why don't you buy another one? And some who could afford, I uh, bought three and said, Lord, I'm buying two other extra seats because I want my mom and my dad. You know, there was a dream. Every seat was a life. And then, uh, the, uh, one, one Sunday, the Holy Spirit led me to pray over the welcome table. So I asked the ushers, the host team, and they are carrying the table. Why, uh, Pastor, we carry them? And, and the table was carried to the altar because the welcome back was there. The, the newcomer's uh, 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 card, uh, the, the card that says, you know, if you are safe, you know, you fill up this card, you know, all, the, all there. So I said, this table is very important. If we miss this table, uh, we miss the heartbeat of God for the loss. So we prayed. And when we prayed, uh, that day itself, five new people came. Come on, what is church about? It's not just about us getting comfortable, you know, with our own worship songs. And sometimes we can complain. I don't like this worship song. I don't like this worship leader. Hello, it's about you. Uh. Cannot be always about you. Sometimes it's about you. And you know I love you. 
Yes, I do. Yes, I do. God loves you too. He loves you more than I could ever love you. But He wants to love others through you. Everybody still okay? Your heart. Where, where's your heart? I'm talking about God's heartbeat. And so seven chapters of patience and then he couldn't stand it anymore. He says, I've got to get my people out <laughs> whatever the cost. And boom! 8-1 happens. 8-4-5 happens and there's a new name now. Philip goes out and he wins a whole city to the Lord. God can't wait. He, he's like, come on, get on with it. So I want to say this to you again. When you start doing God's will, God's way, you will see results. Not in seven chapters time, in seven verses time. I guarantee you this. I, I'm speaking with passion because I've seen it again and again, people. How many churches must I plan uh, to then only you believe me? If I started three or four or five companies a day uh, and successful in every company uh, and, and done very well, you probably will ask me to uh, teach me business. And now I'm telling you there's 50 churches all across where God started and I'm just using His way. So hear my heart. It works. God's will, God's way. Next uh, uh, verse, please. <clears throat> Still in Acts chapter 8. Ay, ay, ay. We haven't even moved on from one chapter. And look how much God is doing. Alright, let's read this. Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, arise and go toward the south. Philip again, okay? Philip. Now... He can't even stay in the city of Samaria that he had so much success. People were being healed everywhere. People were, you know, becoming believers by the hour. And God says, Philip, don't stay. Don't make the same mistake as the apostles are making in Jerusalem. So the angel of the Lord spoke to Philip saying, Arise and go toward the south. Wow, where is that? along the road which goes down from Jerusalem. Everybody say from. It's from Jerusalem. To where? New name mentioned. New name. Gaza. I, I want to say something to you. I, I know this is in the next point. I'm going to tell you now because I'm so excited to tell it to you. When you do God's will, God's way, new things are going to open up to you. You're going to meet new people you're going to have new doors open. You're going to have new opportunities. Come on, come on, let me, let me, let me see some nods at least if you're not saying amen. Really? That's why some people say that Christianity is boring because you keep with this. Wow, someone's preaching for me already. Yeah, someone said at the back there, doing the same thing. Being with the same people. We're, very, we're creatures of comfort, creatures of habit. And we don't get moved. We are going to be there, stuck for a long time more to come. No, I'm not talking about physical things. Oh, oh, why? Your pastor talk like that, huh? but I've been here in the 10.30 for longest time. No, it's not about that. Because you can do missions where you are right here. It's your heart. It's my heart. It's our willingness. It's our preparation. It's our eyes seeing those who need attention, not just those who already have all their attention. Are you all still with me? Young people are stuck in that place still because they haven't matured yet. Of course, some of our young people have matured even at 13, 14 because they start to you know, live like how adults would see things and not just themselves and my friends and my, you know. When you are still stuck like that, then you are a teenager. And you can be a teenager even at 50 because it's an attitude. It's a mindset. It's the way you live your life. But look at this again. Uh, Philip goes to Gaza 
Ladies and gentlemen, can I prophesy to all of you in Jesus' name, you will see new things. You're going to see new opportunities. You're going to take new territory in Jesus' name. You're going to meet new people that's going to be a blessing to you and you to them. Hmm. Are you excited? Just because you do it His way. His will, His way. You see how He moves. I'm trying to prove to you now, as a lawyer would try to prove his case, that this is God's heartbeat. That's why when you align with His beat, so your heart goes, do 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 for years, and His one goes, do do And you go, do 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 and you think it's all right for seven years, seven chapters, and then now you align and you go, okay, if, if that's how you beat God, I want to beat the same. And so, maybe you slow down on yourself and you step up on God and then after a while, it's going to be a very beautiful picture. God's heart goes, doop, and yours goes, doop, doop. You're one now with God. And when you catch God's heartbeat, things open. So let's read that verse again, please. So he arose and went. And behold, a man of Ethiopia, another new name. Didn't see in X18, didn't see in X81, another new name. Why? Because end of the earth, ma. So how did the gospel go to Ethiopia? How did the gospel go to Africa? Through the obedience of one person who didn't just stay in Jerusalem and didn't just stay in Samaria as well. Samaria also is successful. Can I tell you this right now? And please listen to my heart. Your Samarias can also be your Jerusalem. What do I mean by that? When you obey the first time, you come out of your comfort zone Jerusalem and you go to another place, and you say, okay, God, I'm obeying you. And then while, while you're obeying him, success takes place. And you're so successful in Samaria that if you're not careful, it becomes your Jerusalem. You all see with me? Oh, this is heart matters. It's also hard matters, but it's heart matters. So God doesn't want us to even create Jerusalem in Samaria. He says, I know you're successful, Philip, but go. Keep on going because I'm the God who goes. Jesus says, go. So I'm running. God is running. Come on, keep up with me. Keep up with me. Come on. I want to show you more things. I want to show you more opportunities and more blessings and more breakthroughs. Come, come, come. Don't stay. No, God, let me stay for a while. Just a while. You know, I I just want to enjoy this success for another five years. I said, well, you can, but I'm going. Then after a while, you are successful but you don't have God's presence. Where are you, God? The questions all start coming out. Where are you, God? Where, why don't I feel fulfilled even though I have a million dollars in my bank? Because he ain't there. So he's, he's like going and, 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 and we got to follow. He meets a man from Ethiopia. Forget that he's a eunuch. Lah. Don't worry about that. Some of you are going like, oh, you know, this eunuch thing is a problem to me. Don't worry about it. It's a man in authority. So I'm going to prophesy again to you. When you do God's will, God's way, He's going to bring you to high places. He's going to cause you to meet people that are going to change nations. Not just anyone, uh, someone in high authority under the queen. And he was already ripe and ready for the gospel. You know what happened, right? He's in his chariot, no? Riding. And you know what happened? This God 
tells, or rather the angel of the Lord tells his servant, Philip, to go and chase after the chariot. My word. Yeah. And Philip did it. He was running. And suddenly he thought, wow, wow, his legs are running really fast. And he was the first flash. <laughs> and not only that, you know what? Even when I run, I'm panting already, you know. But this guy got time to talk. What are you reading? Uh, I'm reading from Isaiah. Oh, do you understand what? What you're reading? You know, it's amazing. It was, it was supernatural. That's why Christianity uh, is not boring. And for the Christian that says it's boring, uh, you ain't running after the chariot. Uh, that's why. Do the things that God tells you to do even though in a natural sense it's impossible. Why? Because God will make it possible. He will turn the natural to supernatural. And not a day will go by when you will say Christianity is boring. Not a day will go by. I'll tell you what, since the day I accepted Jesus until now, uh, not a single day is boring with Jesus. I can't understand when people say, oh, you're bored. Uh. You're bored because there's so much of yourself. It's very exciting. This, I think God's heart pumps with excitement when He thinks about others. He thinks about you. When Jesus was on the cross, He thought about you. His heart pumped. He was able to leave heaven to come to earth. Why? He thought about you. Not just for Himself. Are you all still with me? Let's go through a reflection very quickly, very quickly. Number one, it just keeps spreading after the scattering, doesn't it? Acts 8.1 is when the scattering happened. For seven chapters, nothing happened except in Jerusalem. Very successful in Jerusalem. And seven chapters when no Judea, no Samaria, no nothing. Acts 8.1 happens and it goes on in verses, not chapters. Boom, 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 boom. And now you're even in Ethiopia. Wow. Wow. When you do God's will, God's way, <clears throat> you will have to spread out of your comfort zone, but watch it. Watch it grow. Watch it multiply. Watch it go crazy. Even our Samarias can become our Jerusalems. Watch out for that. Watch out for success that keeps you stuck. Someone said before, the actual meaning of success is succession. And if you don't have succession, you don't really have success. So you always got to think about your next. And when you think about your next, like I told many of my leaders when they started becoming leaders, uh, work hard for God and work yourself out of a job. That's what I did, lah. Like. When I retired at 50, I worked myself out of a senior pastor's job because I don't need to hold this forever. People got to be secure in who God called you to be. Don't be secure in your title. Someone said before, don't work so hard on your job. Work hard on yourself. And I like that because when you work hard on yourself, that's how you attract success. When you just work hard on your job, you just get a salary or a bonus. Too many people are working too hard on your job only. Work hard on yourself and you become a better person. And you start attracting promotions and bonuses and, and trust, people's trust. Are you all still with me? Work hard, work, hard, work hard on what you need to work. So I work hard on trying to get myself out of a job so that other people can rise. So that God will say, okay, Kenneth, now that it's all there, now keep going, keep walking, keep walking. Kenneth, don't stop. 
until you come to me in heaven. Okay, it, it doesn't stop. If I, if I can give you life, life is for a reason and that is to serve me. The best thing in life is to serve God. The best investment you can make is in the kingdom of God. I know a lot of people have been burned lately from all kinds of uh, investments. I, my heart goes out for them. Not that they wanted to be burned, you know, they, they really thought it was a good investment, but, you know, a bad, bad, uh, I was with a, a billionaire on a Friday having lunch and suddenly, you know, as he's talking to me, he looked at his phone, oh, your market falling. Uh. You know, so the market goes up and down, but the kingdom of God doesn't. Get your focus correct. Get your heart in the right place. Get your investment. Because when you invest in God, you will never fail. Are you all still with me? This is very, very key. What's the last point there? New things are revealed when we keep going. Praise God. New things. I want to continue to confess over you. New things will happen. Alright, let's move on. Acts 9, 15 to 16. <clears throat> you say, wow, pastor got some more. Yeah, got some more. But the Lord said to him, go for he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of um, Israel. For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. So what's this all about? This is about Paul. Paul walking to Damascus, wanting to put Christians into prison and wanting to kill them. He meets Jesus on the way to Damascus and Jesus makes him blind. He probably was already blinded anyway. And he's now being guided to Damascus and on the other side, God speaks to his servant Ananias. He keeps speaking to us uh, if we want to do his will. And you know why Ananias also had to come out of his comfort zone? Because he said, God said to him, uh, you got to do this. There's this guy called Saul. He's coming in and he's, going to, he's living on a street called Straight. I like the name, uh, Straight Street. You know, I remember one time when uh, I had a cell group of my own in uh, my youth days, uh, we called it Straight Street. The Straight Street is where Paul was living. And Ananias was told, go and tell this, tell this man this. And you know what Ananias said? God, you must be joking. He didn't say that but something like that, today's language, you must be joking. You, do you know this man? This man has come here to catch people like me. And now you want me to go and do this? Comfort zone. Every chapter has a person coming out of his comfort zone because God has a bigger plan than you can see. And if Ananias didn't step out, there would be no Paul. No Paul, no Gentiles, no us. Do you, do you see this? And so Ananias steps out. And you know what? The faith of Ananias was so amazing because if you read the scripture for yourself, he opens the door and he says, Brother Saul. It's so amazing uh, to call a man who is murdering Christians just because God told you that God was going to use him. You came in and the first encouragement you're giving to him is his name, his greeting. Brother Saul. Not murderer Saul, God told me to come. To, not good for nothing Saul, God told me to come. In. Brother Saul. You step across your comfort zone and you speak things and you do things that God told you to. It doesn't make sense. And some of you could be still sitting here. Does it make sense to come for mission conference? Please come. Because it might not make sense to your schedule and to you know your golf on Saturday or whatever it is, but please, it only happens once a year. <clears throat> but be ready to step out of your comfort zone. So God was going to cause Paul to suffer so that Gentiles will come to know Jesus. Acts 9.31. Read this together with me, everybody. In Acts 9.31. Then the churches throughout all Judea. Somebody say all. 
Galilee and Samaria had peace and were edified. And walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, they were multiplied. Hallelujah. Seven chapters, no Judea, no Samaria, no nothing but Jerusalem. And just one chapter later, Acts 8 and Acts 9. How many chapters difference? One. And in one chapter, let's look at the scripture again. In one chapter, you see, I'm telling you right now, if you do what's on God's heart, you do it His will, His way, one chapter, and it's not just Judea, it's all Judea. And Galilee, which wasn't even mentioned. And Samaria had peace. Why? Because Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And when you bring Jesus into a community, into a neighborhood, that neighborhood will have peace. Somebody say amen. And they will multiply. Have I convinced you yet that this is God's heartbeat? Do it His way. Do His will. And let God show up and show off. Next one. I like this one. What we can do in just one chapter compared to what we have done in seven, just by focusing and committing to do what's on God's heart. Think about it for a moment. Some of you are probably praying, well, why God so long? Why God so long? Why God so long? I tell you, after this preaching, you've got to have faith, huh? that you are hearing this word because when God's word goes forth, it will not return to him void. So when the word goes forth right now, prepare. Something is about to happen. Your seven-year wait or whatever it is, uh, is going to be turned into verses, into just three verses. For God, what's, what's this? I just want to prophesy over your life. I really, I really believe this you know, with all my heart. And it's not just about church planting. It's about your own lives and your own satisfaction, your own fulfillment. Let's, let's, I wanted to go to the next one, actually. Uh, and look at Acts 10, 24. So he's gone from, wow, from scattering all the believers to Philip, from Philip to Paul. And then now we see Peter. And the following day, they entered Caesarea. Now Cornelius was waiting for them and had called together his relatives and close friends. Wow. He, he said to them, you know how unlawful it is for, who said to them? Peter. So I, I'm, I'm guessing that you know the scripture. That's why I'm giving you just parts and parcel. But if you don't know the scripture, I'll give you a little bit of background, okay? But um, Peter is the one saying, you know how unlawful it is for a Jewish man to keep company with or go to one of another nation. Uh, but God has shown me that I should not call any man common or unclean. So the background is that Peter as an apostle, like all the other apostles, stayed in where? Jerusalem. They didn't move. This scripture gives you a reason why is because they have in their mindset that it is unclean. So you can be a very good leader, very good pastor, but sometimes we are stuck with a mindset that unless it's broken, we will not be able to do the fullness of God's will. And this is Peter confessing that this is his mindset. And he said uh, that God had to come and remold and reshape his thinking. How? When Peter was up on the rooftop and he was hungry and the Bible says he went into a trance, he was sleepy and then a sheet of cloth came down from heaven in a vision and there were unclean animals, all kinds of animals and the voice of the Lord came, Peter, rise, kill and eat. And Peter says, not so Lord because his Jewish culture, let's talk about culture now, his Jerusalem culture, his comfort zone, his own world culture, this allowed him to do it. All those years of, you know, mindset forming. 
I, I was I wasn't wasn't gonna use the word brainwash. It, it, it was because it's 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 a it's a law. It's a it's a it's, it's a principle that Jewish people hold onto, but it was the very thing that stopped them from doing God's will. Now you know why the the, the apostles stayed. And so for seven chapters they stayed on, even the persecution they stayed on. There's a mindset problem, and God had to bring the animals down three times. Meaning uh, that this same message, uh, you probably had to hear it three times before some of you will move. So, when he got it, when he got it, finally, Cornelius sent men to go and get Peter in another city and the men were knocking at the door. Is Peter here? Is Peter here? And the Holy Spirit says, go down, there are men looking for you. Go with them, fearing nothing. Didn't tell him what it's about, just go with them. So, listen, this is Cornelius sending his men to go and get Peter and then he brings his family and his close friends to the house. Even that, I tell you, uh, is amazing because the Cornelius, this, this uh, uh, leader of you know, the Roman uh, uh, um, heritage, uh, he sent men to get Peter but didn't know when these men will get him because, ladies and gentlemen, there was no handphone. Now, of course, you know, you're looking for me or I'm looking for you. We go like, yeah, I got joy. I got joy. No, I, 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 let, me, let me use this other elder. Uh, I, I've got rose. Okay? Uh, I'm coming now. Yes. Um, yeah, coming. Yeah. Be up in two minutes. Huh? Then everybody, you know, scrambled to get the water ready, you know, the towel ready, you know, because elder rose is coming. Okay? So, then they didn't have that. So, I'm sending you blindly to go to a place. I, the, Lord, the Lord already told me where Peter is staying. But how long are they going to take? How long are they going to take? Is Peter going to come with them? How if Peter said, no, 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 I don't go with strangers. Right? By faith, uh, by faith, Cornelius got his whole family and his friends to wait. Did they wait one day, two days, three days? No, no, you don't know. Maybe they slept overnight, three nights. Waiting for Peter, the messenger of God, to come. I wonder how many of you in Peter's shoes would have gone. And if you would not have gone, one whole family would not have been saved. If you would not have gone, one whole community would not have been saved. And so Peter comes finally and confesses. It is actually unlawful. Do you know, these days we don't use the word unlawful, but there are a lot of prejudices. You know, in some worlds, that we, some parts of the world that we live in, there's still caste system. We blame the people that actually have caste system, but sometimes we have caste system here too. The way we look at each other. The way we, you know, have each other over for meals. Inviting the same people that we like. Every New Testament book moving forward is missions. Think about it. I'm trying to say to you, this is God's heartbeat and this is why, this is why it keeps going. So, we move from Romans or Acts to Romans. Romans also is about Romans. It's not about Jewish people. Rome, Rome. Paul said, I will appeal to Caesar and went to Rome. And that's why Rome got the gospel. And then after that is the other four letters. You remember the four letters? How you remember it? It's go eat potato chips, right? We all know that. So Galatians for G, go eat. Uh, Ephesians, uh, potato is Philippians. And chips is Colossians. So the four le letters after that is all about him going. And then the Macedonian call. And Paul keep going. He keep going because God is going. Are you all seeing me? God's heartbeat. God's heartbeat. And then let's look at another scripture here. I'm, I'm drawing to a close now. Last lap. Oh, until all the way to Revelation, uh, still the topic is clear and concise 
and convincing, it is evidence that you cannot deny that even in Revelations, in heaven, people will be worshipping God out of every tri uh, tribe, tongue, and nation, which is people groups. All of us are going to be ushered in like sheep, uh, into God's presence because there's so many millions and millions the Bible says tens of thousands upon tens of thousands going in right and so you get you can't choose you can't choose but everybody just use your imagination for a while millions and you're, you're like packed like sardines okay don't worry because heaven no COVID okay nobody's wearing their mask in heaven okay uh, okay and then you go and then, and then you start to worship okay then God gives you a song and the song is Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of His glory. So you're singing. And, and then you're singing, Holy, holy. I'm singing in English. But, it's, but, but then the next person to me could be from Uganda. And, and then some Chinese guy is like, Oh, watching by me, watching by me. Okay? And then at the back there, I know it's an Indian. Oh, nandri, nandri, Jesus. Okay? And then, okay, now what, whatever it is, there's going to be a beautiful picture. And if you can't get used to it here on earth, you won't be get used to it in, on, on, in heaven. I, I even sometimes think that God will probably put you uh, with people that you didn't like on, on earth. And yet, we're all going to stand together. We better get used to it. We better, we better start liking people who are different from us. Every time I go to restaurants or cafes, I speak to all the waiters that come to my table like they were human beings. No. I don't know why people still call waiters like that. Sound like a rat, right? You should put a rat trap at your table. And I see a I see a memory is coming to my table. I smile at him. I say, Menglaba. Guy gets shocked, no? Because nobody ever greets him. And father, if he takes my order, Chesu Timbade, you know, I, I gotta learn some other languages. Lah. And my wife always gets a little bit embarrassed. Saying, Kenneth, you see, you know, you shock them more than anything else, no? And I keep going, I keep going, I keep going to do you know why I keep going to the same restaurant? Not always because I like the food, huh? because I like the people. Genesis 11, 1 to 4, or rather 1 and 4, now the whole earth had one language and one speech and they, they said, come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens. Let us make a name for ourselves. Let us, lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. These people in Genesis 11 did not know God's heart. So they had one language, one speech, Chinese, Mandarin, Bahasa Malaysia, okay? People who just like to hang out with their own people. Go to London, also hang out with their own people. Go to America, also hang out with their own people. Always hanging out with, because you're so comfortable with your group. So you never learn, you never grow. No, okay to embrace your group, but you must also be willing and open. Have God's heart. But no, in Genesis 11, it was not God's heart. They were going in one language, one speech, and all they knew what to do was, let's build for ourselves. Let's build this tower. And... The only reason, let's look at the scripture again. The only reason for building like that is so that they will no longer need to move. So that they no longer need to be scattered. I don't want to move lah. I just want to build my own kingdom, my own world, my own business. My, I just, me, my, my, my family, chukup lah, you know. Enough. No, this is not God's heart. So when they were building, building, why, why they want to build so much? One voice, one one language, one speech, so that they don't need to move. And then straight after Genesis 11, is Genesis 12, where God said to Abraham, get out of your father's house. Get out again. Because now, that I spread everyone all across the earth, I'm going to now go and save them. 
So Abraham has to get out, go to a land I'll show you. What's the name of Abraham? What does it mean? Father of many nations because the purpose was to go back to the nations and win them all back one by one. But it ain't going to happen if you ain't moving. So move out, Abraham. Yes, Lord, I move out. I will give your, I'll give you descendants more than the stars in the sky if you can count them. Why so many? Because he wants all of them to go everywhere to win them back that God has scattered. You look at this slide, it says Joseph. Joseph also same thing. Brothers, sell him to Egypt. He goes to Egypt. Why? See, I, I, I'm, I don't want to miss this slide because some of you are still thinking and wondering and asking why. Why God do you allow this to happen? And I'm saying to you right now, God doesn't simply let anything happen, even the bad things, if He didn't have a bigger plan. So Joseph said to his brothers, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. Wow! What did he do? He brought Joseph into Egypt because Egypt needed Jesus and became the prime minister. So I want to say this to you right now and I prophesy again. Uh, God is going to lead you to places where He's going to bless you and give you authority and give you influence. He did the same thing to Moses, prince of Egypt. Authority, amazing uh, 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 posture, good looking, trained in the language and then he had to run. Why do I have to run? Because God also wants you to continue to move. Don't just stay in Egypt. So he runs. He runs and now at the backside of the desert, the Bible says, he can't even speak properly anymore. He's scared. He's, he's stuttering. And God uses his mouth, the weakness of his mouth to begin to orchestrate the salvation plan of God. And then Daniel. We're reading Daniel. This year we're reading Daniel. Daniel taken from a comfort zone into Babylon. And in Babylon, he becomes a prime minister. And he influences not one king, but four kings. Why do God, why does God keep moving us? Why does, why does God allow things to happen? Move us from one job to another, or move us from one place to another. Why does He do that? Because, because His heart is not just for you, it's for others through you. And Babylon knew about God because of Daniel. Put the last scripture up and we'll close. Thank you, Jesus, that the whole earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea when we, your people, are willing to move, are willing to be moved, are willing to scatter, are willing to go beyond our own culture, are willing to go beyond our skin colour, are willing to accept our brother, our sister, are willing to go to where it's not comfortable, are willing to give even to something that is not for our own enjoyment. Out of every tongue, tribe and nation, O oh Lord, the whole heavens will be filled with all kinds of people praising the Lord and worshipping Him. Come on everybody, stand to your feet. Why don't you rededicate your heart to the Lord and say, God, I don't want my heart to be hardened. I don't want my heart to be selfish. I don't want to just live for myself. It's a boring life to live for yourself. I, I, I want to live an, excite, an exciting life that can only be found in Christ. This is the plan of God, but this is also the heartbeat of God. And when we touch the heart of God, things begin to happen in our lives. I guarantee you this.
If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.axchurch.uk. God bless.